0: the network for the AV industry.
1: What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is Is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: Greetings and welcome, everybody, to this episode of Aviation TV's Connected. I'm your host, David Danto. We are here at Infocom 2022, and I'm here with my guest, Marla Suttenberg. Marla and I have been in the industry for, (laughs) we both took a deep breath, Uh, four decades each. Let's just put it that way. Um, and, uh, And we enjoy what we do. So, Marla, thank you very much for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Marla, tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: My name is Marla Suttenberg. I um, have been in this industry since uh, 1978, um, working for a variety of manufacturers, which I guess we'll get into more details. Um, Currently, I've joined forces with another rep company by the name of Audio Associates, based in the Maryland Mid-Atlantic area. And representing his products and some of my old Sapphire brands in just Metro New York. So I'm local. I'm not traveling to Buffalo and Bangor and Ben Salem. Um, and so I'm happy.
0: Ben Salem's pretty. it has got right. the casino and everything. Move the microphone a little closer to you. Just bend it over just a little bit so it's closer to your mouth. There you go. That's perfect. All right. So you said, that's interesting. You said 1978. Yes. Um, I track my career as starting in 1978 as well. That's when I was uh, doing um, my first internship at um, at and Corporate Television. So I track myself, uh, my career. That's why I know I'm four decades. So if <laughs> you're four decades, that's darn, that's 80 years between the two of us. So <sighs> that's, uh, that's a little interesting. How would you get started in Navy? Well, tell the story about why this would be something that somebody, you know, as, as pretty and smart as you would get yourselves involved with.
1: Um, It was quite a circuitous um, happening, so I went to Clark University in Worcester, Massachusetts, which is where Sigmund Freud had presented his papers on psychoanalysis in 1905. And I figured I would take the summer off and then decide to go to graduate school. One of my close friends' father was the general manager of a car dealership in Bayside, New York, Queens. And his boss owned an audiovisual dealership uh, in the city, and he was exhibiting at a show. And he said he asked if his employee's daughter and friend would like to work in his booth at the show. And that was the first and last time I was a booth babe because he literally gave us little sashes that said Miss Reliance, which was the name is of the, the dealership. Is there
0: a picture of that that exists anywhere?
1: There is, but I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen it at some point it definitely there was definitely no iPhones at the time All right, well, I'll have to share that if you ever get a copy yeah, of it. yes so um, when I was there one of the manufacturers he represented uh, was a film strip projector manufacturer out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin and he said you know we really need to open up a New York sales office would you be interested I'm like sure because it was kind of cool making money <laughs> um, and um, still is And so I started in 78 selling film strip projectors. Uh, Let's see, after that, I. Maybe
0: pause, pause time for a second. No, I. I (laughs) You know, we're brethren, you know, we. we, we, 1978, you know, and before that. A film strip projector, that was the thing that you would be listening to music or or narration (laughs) or something, and then it would go. and then you would have to know to change to the next slide Um, and then they came out, Kodak came out with one called the Caramate that did it all automatically inside in in the box I don't know if any of the viewers are old enough to have had a a film strip projector in school, I am but... uh, They had
1: cartridges that were synchronized that was automatic, so you didn't even have to do that. No, my second job is the one that involved the slide projectors a company by the name of Audiovisual Laboratories and Again, this is way before large format video was invented, and so the company, Audiovisual Laboratories, made these dissolve control units that would synchronize multiple slide projectors to put on a big event. And um, actually, that's where I met my husband, Randy Klein. And um, I then, uh, after I, I worked there, actually, he, I thought I would be a good salesperson, because I was doing marketing, and he gave me the territory of Eastern Canada and the Northeast, so I figured maybe he didn't like me. (laughs) Um, While I was working for AVL, um, the rep company, Milanese Associates, based in Philly, actually, um, his children, Anne Marie and Mary Ellen Milanese, currently own... Video Visions, which is an integration company in Philadelphia, which they do very well. So, shameless plug, it's just I owe everything to their dad. This is the show for that. There you go. So, Milanese Associates also represented AMX. And so I was representing AMX for I don't even remember how long until um, one NAVA. Uh, National Audiovisual Association for those of you who have no idea what that acronym is. uh, We had flown back to Newark Airport and the Feldstein family was on the plane. So George Feldstein said (laughs) out of the baggage claim. He's like, Marla, I just want to show you this. He had a cardboard box, ripped it open in the middle of the airport. He's like, this is our electroluminescent panel. AMX doesn't have... Um, and so, I, uh, I actually was charmed by him, and I ended up working for a rep company that was representing Crestron for about 13 years, and then, um... George is an
0: amazing man, hey, brilliant guy, uh, uh, I miss him uh, very much, he was uh, a great stalwart of the industry.
1: Uh, unbelievably so, yep. Um, so George is the one who said, you know what, Marla? you should start your own rep company, and I'm going to be your first product. I'm going to be your first manufacturer. So that was 21 years ago. Um, and
0: and very nice. Now, so you knew George better than I knew George. Is it Feldstein like he said it always was, or is it Feldstein like we're being told to, to pronounce it today?
1: Um, I think of... Um, Not that that
0: matters to anybody else, but I'm curious.
1: Um, some members of the family say Feldstein, and some say Feldstein. But it's spelled the same.
0: Okay, uh, it's not really an answer, but I, but, I, but I hear you, I get it. Now, now you know, over the course of those 21 or so years, you and I have been to a number of trade shows together. Yes. Number of, number of Infocoms. There have been a number of wonderful stories and things that happened. I remember um, I remember I was your date for um, uh, the Brian Setzer show in Atlanta when Infocom was in Atlanta because I had um, at the time I was an end user and I had like five integration companies fighting over who was gonna <laughs> bring me there and it's like I, I don't wanna fight, you know, so, so so you and I sat in the balcony. I figured you right. would have gotten better seats, but anyway. Um, but th- that that was a funny story. I, I, um, uh, George and your husband Randy had dummies made, right? By, uh, was it Jay Johnston? Yeah, time? the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist, and those dummies sat in you know, George's office, I was told, yep. for a long time. And you've got Brian Setcher's guitar, and uh, there have got to be a lot of other funny stories that you've come up with at some of the various shows you've been at. Anything come to top of
1: mind? Actually, um, many, many years ago, when, uh, even before those times. Um, I think Infocom was in Dallas, and we had a, a tented, um, I guess, was it called hospitality? I really don't remember, but um, the sprinklers went off in the tent, and of course, we were suspicious that our local Dallas-based competitor had made that happen, but I don't know if that's actually... True. Um, there was also a time when um, George was on a panel with other leading um, manufacturer I that. owners. And um, <laughs> evidently there was a fly flying around. And he's <laughs> he was like, you know, swatting it away. And he's like, somebody's bugging me. So that was an example of George's great sense of humor and self-deprecating.
0: That that was actually a funny story. Those took place at Infocoms of the past. It was a session called Manufacturer's Forum. Right. um, And it it happened about a month or two after it was revealed, without getting into too many of the dirty details, that there was one of Crestron's competitors listening in on emails and calls, and he was aware of that, and that came to light. And and you had been intimately involved in that. So when you said, hey, I'm being bugged, the entire audience fell off of their chairs <laughs> in terms of, of, of laughing. So that's, you know, he didn't, always sh- he didn't always seem to be the sharpest guy, but he was typically the sharpest guy in the room, whether he seemed to be or not.
1: I, he's brilliant.
0: So, so you and I um, uh, met when I was working at NYU. Yes. I was running um, uh, campus media services, and we were trying to do things that didn't exist yet in terms of automation. Um, And that's when I think I got my first tour of the facilities that you were associated with and looked at all the button panels and presses and things like that. And the funny thing, and this is a true story, um, I knew you for about, I don't know, four, five, maybe six years, and I knew your husband for about the same time, and I had no idea the two of you were (laughs) married um, until somebody said that to me, and I said, really?
1: Really? That's what happens when you keep your maiden name. Nobody has a clue. Well... (laughs) You also both had
0: and have strong professional personas. You're not getting along on any of his glory and he's not getting along on any of your glory. And that's a really, now that's common. That wasn't all that common, you know, in the 1980s and 1990s. And I, I assume that's something that you did intentionally. No doubt. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no comments about that one. You, you didn't have late, late, late night discussions about uh, no, no pillow talk about joint customers or anything.
1: We we kept it separate. You know, after so I have a 32 year old daughter. So for as soon as I became we became parents, we decided that you know home is home and work is work, and we really did try to keep it separate. And and. Remember, I was just responsible for the northeast of the country, and Randy was responsible for the world. So we had different issues and, and concerns. And
0: It was still uh, wonderful to hear the two people that I admired so much actually are together. You know, it was like <laughs> one of those, well, that's kind of nice. Um, so, so my perspective and your perspective going back decades, it's really a tough thing to say, but going back decades, there's been a lot of change yes. in this industry. What do you think are the biggest changes? What is what is the uh, other than you know how awesome the poly gear is and how it's all on? <laughs> of uh, what 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 do you see as like the trends or the biggest changes over the last few years?
1: I I think um, you know when I first started there were the, the integrators or they weren't called integrators they were called dealers were mostly mom and pop companies. Um, I think over the years there have been um, a lot a, a lot of um, Mergers, conglomerations, uh, outside money coming into some of those um, places. I'm trying to be ju- judicious in my in how I present this. But yeah,
0: we're, we're 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 walking over hot coals and eggshells through this entire piece, so don't worry about <laughs> it. It's just just let, let whatever you want out.
1: Um, but what stays the same is the relationships at those dealerships, for example, or the consultants. Sure. Um, because that hasn't changed no matter who the ownership is or, or who the management is.
0: Yeah and you know it's interesting um, this is probably my fourth trade show this year since the pandemic hopefully has waned and maybe disappeared and and it's all about, Relationships—it's all about seeing your customers and seeing your colleagues you might not have seen. Yep. Competitors. I've been saying this on a number of webcasts, but it's true that you know we're doing a lot of hugging—not um, necessarily even of people that we like. Um, <laughs> we're hugging them because we like the ability that we can hug again. Right. Um, It's—it's—and I said this on on the podcast that actually took place in this room just before this one that Joe Way was doing. That bubble's gonna pop. We're gonna we're gonna get it out to maybe September, October for CEDIA. You know, one more show. And next year it's gonna not it's not gonna fly that people are you know. Oh, it's nice to see. You. It's like I right, fine. I saw you. What the heck's new at this point? There, there isn't a lot of new stuff at right. the show right now, and that's one of the things that uh, that's going on this year that I'm sure you see as well. It's it's part of it is supply chain, part of it's coming out of this pandemic, um, and as you say, the, the smaller player, very rare doesn't really exist nowadays it's it's morphed as we've been saying to bigger companies ones that are more focused on IT um, right. combined with it and uh, I, I don't know if it's good or bad but it, it is what it is have you uh, um, changed the way you look at things because of that
1: um, not really again because I'm a relationship person and so Your relationship stays the same yeah that that doesn't affect me who owns a company or Okay. or what have you so
0: what's what's your f- what, what are you focused on at the show this year what are you looking for that's, that's new to you or different or that you're concentrating on
1: well so first I should probably rewind a little bit and say um, that I have actually joined forces with an, a rep, another rep agency mm-hmm. based in the Middle Atlantic Audio Associates and um, historically he had been se- since the name Audio Associates it's been more audio centric but He also is representing some video products, some manufacturers that I used to represent uh, from Sapphire. Um, So right now at these shows, I'm interested, I'm paying attention to those manufacturers. Are you keeping the name Sapphire? Yeah. That's my moniker.
0: Interesting. So, so you're still staying with that brand, but you're now associated with this other brand as well. Correct.
1: I, I still, my email is still Marla at um, but I am um, with Audio Associates.
0: Okay, good. All right. So, so um, we have to at least mention, um, uh, even if we're going to dance around, you know, the, the the what do they call it? The elephant in the room. the gorilla <laughs> in the room, whatever. You know, the the, the uh, you and your husband both. Um, have been such stalwarts of the industry, and I know there's been a recent change without getting into too many of the details so let's let 's leave Randy out of this because we 're talking about you right now but 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 uh, tell us why there was such a major change or in your opinion what has happened or or why why did you change focus what's what's the what 's your words behind that
1: i th- I think um after thirty three years of representing them um, they want it to go into a different direction as far as representation and um, and I you know good for the end, it, it was time for a change for both of us actually so it's all good okay
0: um, if people want to find out more about what you're doing nowadays yeah um, how would you ask them to how, how where would you want them to go? Obviously, you said your email address, but is there any references to what Sapphire is doing or your new partnership?
1: Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, Twitter, I haven't embraced as well as you have. Although, doesn't it automatically, if you post something on Facebook, it also goes to Twitter? It or can. is that Instagram and Twitter? Yeah. I I have a lot to learn still. Sof- but social
0: media is a hungry child. You'd have to keep eating <laughs> it.
1: Um, but yeah, I try to um, promote the brands that I'm representing and when something new comes out with them. Are you interested
0: in talking to other brands as well? You're trying
1: to grow the portfolio? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: Any conversation, I'm not asking you to reveal anything, but any conversations like that at the show, is that one of the reasons you're here to talk to brands and companies?
1: I'm always interested in adding new brands, so.
0: Okay, Well, then it's good that we're all getting back together again, because (laughs) that's the way to do it. Um, Anything that you wanted to say that I didn't get a chance to
1: ask you? No, I, I actually, again, I'm flattered that you um, thought that my legacy was important enough to talk to me. Absolutely.
0: Oh, we do have to talk about the um, uh, collaboration today and tomorrow. Yes. That, that you know, that is an... IMCCA publication with Emerald Publications as part of Commercial Integrator that I'm the editor of. I'm very pleased that they're asking me to do that. Um, And you and uh, your your friend and uh, ex-employee Lainey are working on a column that recurs in that publication. So commercialintegrator.com, look for collaboration today and tomorrow. Um, It's available digitally. It's available in print. And the column that you and Lainey are working on is called? Uh, Honor Roll. Honor Roll. And the point of honor roll, because I, I know this because I asked you to do it, but but the <laughs> point the point of honor roll is to to honor people in our industry without the biases that we brought with us in the past. Right. So it's no longer under thirty or over forty or old white men or anything like that. We've now got a category for. Do you remember the categories off the top of your head? Um,
1: new to AV under thirty, which was a real challenge because. For example, Noah Kaplan from Leon. I thought he was under 30. He's like, Marla, (laughs) Um, uh, between 30 and 50, uh, 50 and over, legacy, and diversity. Did and I get all of those yeah, categories? Yeah, I think that was
0: right. And in every issue, you're going to highlight another person in each category. Correct. So we're no longer being ageist in any, in any way. We're no longer being sexist. We're no longer ignoring diversity and inclusion. We're going to have that. And you've got some great people in that issue right now. Yeah. Take a look at. It's the June issue of Commercial Integrator. So I did want to mention that. Yeah, thank cool. you.
1: That was fun. Great.
0: Well, um, as we record this, it is... Um, Thursday, and we're in Las Vegas. i got to remember this because, you know, it's kind of <laughs> sometimes you forget with these trade shows. Uh, we got one more day of Infocom, and then yep. we're, all, we're all heading home. Um, you're back in the Northeast in the New York area. That's where people are going to be able to reach yep. out to you?
1: Yep, absolutely. Give everybody your email one more time. Marla at sapphiremarketing.com. Sapphire is also my birthstone because I'm born in September, and that was not a real original name when george said start your own company but um it resonates so
0: it's such a pleasure to have you with me such a pleasure to call you an industry friend and i really appreciate you being here Um. vice versa so that's it for this episode of Nation tv's connected i'm your host david danto i will see you on the next show